thrilled to welcome you to another episode of Zach's Speakeasy, where you can step behind the bookcase, hear some inside stories, and all about drinks of choice. Now, your host, Zach Hilton. Hey! Hey! <laughs> That's my Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, okay, before we get into that, we'll get into this. Hi, this is uh, Zach Speakeasy. Welcome uh, to my joint. I am the host of this lovely show, uh, which is just about good drinks and good people. And today, we definitely have a good person on the show because he is not only a friend of mine, he is a co-host on another show I'm on. He is a radio show host. He's an actor, if you will. Uh, he is the one, the great, the wonderful Nick Pearl. Hi, Nick. Hi there, Zach. I really like what you've done with the place here. Like the fur, the fur carpeting and mm -hmm. oh yeah, know, the jukebox in the corner, the back to the future decor. Like it's really nice in here. I mean, it's really sexy for people that love the eighties and nostalgia. <laughs> Seriously. I, I feel like, I, I feel like we're going to go into a DeLorean and rev it to 88 miles per hour today. Oh yeah. We're going to see some serious <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So once again, uh, this is Zach Speakeasy. Follow us on Instagram, Zach Speakeasy. And we're on untapped. So if you go to Untapped, you can follow along with the beer that we Holy drink shit, and awesome. how. Oh yeah, and how we rate it. That's those are my those are my social medias, and that's that. Oh, I figured there'd be a Twitter for this show. <laughs> oh no, really? Hmm. Not in the underground speakeasy. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to start off with what we're drinking, and uh, I let you choose your drink. So if you can uh, let the listeners know what you're having, that'd be great. Okay, I am drinking, uh, this is a Star Hill, uh, so it comes from Star Hill Brewery. It is called the Ramble On. It is a juicy Indian pale ale, 7% uh, alcohol content, and it's just like it, it tastes, or <laughs> it tastes like it sounds. Uh, <laughs> it is juicy, baby, and it is definitely an IPA. Okay, so benotes to me, but unbeknownst the wonderful, when... This whole thing got started. It was going to be wine. And then we had to <laughs> shift gears because we'll get into that in a second. Uh, but uh, we went from wine to beer and he was supposed to go to the store to go pick up some beer. And then the most wonderful way he can do things. Is there something in my fridge? <laughs> but... But what's kind of great about it when you said what you were having, I have one in my fridge. So I myself am drinking a Star Hill Brewery Ramble on Juicy IPA. So you know, you know that it's juicy, baby. And it well, fucking kicks. <laughs> no, it does. So you are the second guest. And the last time me and uh, Brooke had separate drinks from the same company. But this is interesting to kind of like go over a drink together, like the same drink at the same time. Uh, it is definitely juicy and you could tell this is probably a staple from Star Hill Brewery in Virginia. I would agree because this is, I mean, it, it, the reason why I had these in my fridge was I purchased them for a wedding weekend and we never finished all the beer we purchased, but 
I purchased these specifically because I've had it before. I've had it like at like beer fest. I've, mm-hmm. I've had it on tap at bars before. So I knew that this was a good, good IPA. I knew they were delivering me a good beer. And, and, and again, something like that, I think is very different and unique for IPAs because of how like people think IPAs and you're like, man, this is like going to be bitter and uh, a lot of, a lot of those hops, but the juicy in the name really indicates to you like, no, trust us, you're going to get punched, but it's going to be flavorful. And I think the juicy is what kind of separates itself from the, the other IPAs because you bring up hops and stuff like that and the bitterness. And I agree that I think a person that's not normally an IPA person could probably drink this at least one. Oh yeah. Yeah. One. And then they're going to be like, woohoo. Cause that 7% alcohol content is going to be hitting them. You're going to be flying. Yeah, cause, well, we got to think I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You can at me if you want to, but I'm going to assume that the person that normally doesn't drink an IPA is drinking a beer. That's around like a 5.6% content at best. Maybe yeah. pushing six at times. Like that's like the hard, bold IPA apple cider. <laughs> you know, like thing right. like that. <laughs> right. Like something that's a 4.9 lower alcohol content. Yeah. Um, they're hanging out in there because they're not, they don't like the hops. The hops is where you start hitting a lot of the higher IPA well, shit. Right. Right. Uh, well, it's funny that you bring this up because you worked in, um, restaurants and stuff like that so and did you actually serve as well i served i kind of was unofficially bartender at times because bartenders Mm -hmm. would go missing at the place i worked at which is why the place i worked at doesn't exist anymore and a chicho's took it over um (laughs) because chicho dude holy shit all right just to localize this for a second to that area of virginia yeah Chicho's is turning into the 757 Hampton Roads fucking uh, Spirit Halloween. There is 42 of them <laughs> all around the they, greater Hampton Roads. They are taking like every like major spot that was a hotbed at some point that went out like it fucking supernova They came in and they're like, Chicho's bitch. And everybody like flocks to it. And we're like, which one do you want to go to? It doesn't matter. Just go to one and it makes money. It's it's fucking wild whoever owns it literally goes to whatever bar or whatever closes down and say oh we can put a pizza oven in there (laughs) (laughs) and and actually what's funny is that um it was the way that that place was set up that they took over was perfect for a pizza oven (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. i've been in in that kitchen And to kind of continue on this, from a rags to riches, if you will, in radio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I went from making more money as a server to taking less money as in radio. Let's talk about rags to riches, baby. <laughs> Let's talk it. Like, what is it like being a waiter? Because I, when I worked in restaurant, I was a dishwasher for two months and then I quit. And I was done with that business forever in a lifetime. Like you are a very people person and obviously waiting is a people person job. What is it like, like being a waiter and like going away from your table and just thinking the meanest stuff, but you have to be nice to them. Um, the movie waiting truly 100% outside of the dick game, 
Yeah. That movie, like the end outside of the spitting on the food shit, like the fucking with it. Right. The majority of what that server staff goes through. Yeah, that's that's exactly how it is. And Mm -hmm. uh, I very much associated with the one character in that movie that when she was in the kitchen would be like, where the fuck is my dessert? (laughs) Dressing the fuck out and then would step out and be like, hey, how y'all doing tonight? Yeah, let's get you something from the bar. All right. Oh, yeah, that chick. And be like, mother fucking son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like it just seems like a stressful type of job, especially for the type of job it is. You know what I mean? Like there's people that work on NASA ships that are like fucking the most intense things in the world. But literally how stressful a fucking thing of bringing this to this person really is the worst kind of like feeling in my opinion oh my god dude i still have and former servers out there will will attest to this i still have the ranch dressing nightmare which (laughs) is just you fucking keep forgetting the ranch dressing and you're so deep in the weeds that Mm -hmm. that one table that you know you just lost your tip on because they asked for extra ranch and Mm -hmm. you got it you got oh. it. And they but they were watching you deliver 12 fucking drinks and appetizers to one table at once, but you forgot that ranch. You keep forgetting that ranch. You never fucking remembered that ranch and you fucking paid for it. <laughs> is it is it because people feel like a waiter or waitress is like it like they own you? Like uh, you can't work on that table. You're my person. I think they just think it's like you're forgetful. That's uh, what I always took it as. I always took it as they felt like you're just forgetful and you don't care about them because you care more. Like we're only four people. That's 12 people. You care more about them than us because you are, you think you're getting more. So hot. We'll show you. And it's like, Oh, you, you didn't really show me. <laughs> right. Right. <There's>, <laughs> Cause that one table that you're dealing with could treat yeah. you well. Yeah. Like I, I just, I, all I did was forget your ranch, man. That's all I forgot. It's the fucking ranch. (laughs) (laughs) So does drinking really help, like, get a better tip? No. Mm -hmm. No, because I think people, like, especially because working at a beach location as well, I think people come in like, I can see it, and I've been there as well as somebody that's gone on vacation. And I try not to do this when I'm on vacation, but that's also, I worked in the industry. So a shitty tip from me is you got 20%. Right. Right. <laughs> like I'm always going to over tip. So if I didn't think it was good service, you're still getting what is recommended. I think that's, <laughs> I've, I've been there with you on these vacations where you do yeah. tip super well. And I, oh yeah, <laughs> I really appreciate that about you because it's almost like, like you've lived through the shit. So yeah. Yeah, because like like one of our last experiences with a really shitty experience somewhere where I will now never go again. Mm-hmm. Um, I I somewhat blame the server for that one, but I also don't blame the server for that one. Because I think seems- somewhere along the lines, there was just a miscommunication, but she fucked up on never actually reaffirming right. anything and then panicked. So I was like, eh, eh. You fucked up. Like, I know you fucked up. It's somewhere along the way, something went wrong because you don't seem like the type of person that, like. 
Well, it's weird to me because in that situation, it did feel like we were on vacation. We went to a well-known establishment and it just felt like no matter who we talked to, it was not even a finger point situation. It was like the finger didn't know where to point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It just, it was, that's why I'm like, something just got crossed. Right. There was a mix up there somewhere. Right. I don't know. And and shit got fucked up. And mm-hmm. things went, things, the streams got crossed. We weren't supposed to cross streams. It happened. Shit happens, but it was enough of a bad experience because the, la- the one prior to that, like, I just, that server just straight up ignored us. Yeah, that, that was, was just wild. Bad service. That was, that was not a mix up. That was just, oh, I either forgot to put your food in and put it in late. And didn't know to, how to come and confront you about it. Right. Like, that's what I think that one was, was because, man, dude, we waited an hour, over an hour for our food and watched people. For one appetizer. Out. Yeah, just for an appetizer. So some, some, like, and that's the other thing, too. I'll always kind of give a little bit of the benefit of the doubt where I'm like, all right, you fucked up. Like, I'll be like, all right, you fucked up. Like, I acknowledge that. You probably forgot to ring this stuff in. But where I'm annoyed is, just tell me. Just come right. over and acknowledge it. Like, don't ignore me. Cause when I see you going to all the tables around us and you're ignoring me and now I have no drink and now I don't even have a water, like, right. And now I don't have the appetizer or my food. And I, and now the, the table that sat after us is now leaving. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like, right. No, a hundred percent. Acknowledge me. Don't just look our way and walk away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't make sounds like, yeah. walk. like speed race. And that's the thing. I'm still going to tip that person 20% because I'm an asshole that works in the industry. <laughs> like, so God like everybody you. else is going to be like, fuck you. Here's a dollar. I'm like, all right, what would my meal cost have been? All right, there's 20% of that. Like, And I will confirm, I did not do a dollar, but I did do a lower end. Like I didn't get the nachos. I just paid yeah. for the drinks that were bought and the sufficient service for that. And that's um, the thing. I, I don't judge people on how, I really don't judge people on how they tip because yeah. everybody's got reason. I yeah. don't believe the majority of people know what they're doing. Yeah. No, I get that. I don't know. And I've come across those, but to circle it back to your, for, to your actual question of does drinking help? Mm. No, because when people are on vacation in the beginning, they will just blow their wad. But by the end of vacation, like 15 percent fucking because they were like i loved serving at the beach because i could tell who was there for like at the start of vacation and who was at the end (laughs) right they're they're like dude they're drinking it up they're buying the 24 ounces they're leaving you a 50 percent tip you're like fuck yeah but you get them three nights later and it's like we're gonna stick to one 16 ounce and we're gonna split the happy hour Half pound of shrimp. Yeah. Can we yeah. just split yeah. the one 12 ounce yeah. of Bud Light and yeah. we'll all have waters with yeah. several lemons in them? Yeah. And then they're tipping you 15% on that. And you're like, all right. Cool. I guess. <laughs> have fun. You know what? This balances out though. But I, but I'll say it always balances out because I joke about that. They tip big in the beginning, they tip small at the end, which really at the end of the day, circles it around to like somewhere probably slightly over 20 percent 
Right. Right. Like, it it kind of equals itself out. Yeah. Cause that's, that's the way I stayed sane that and a lot of marijuana, but <laughs> also the idea, dude, your server is either high or has been drinking, right. um, especially at the beach. Oh yeah. <laughs> In the middle of the summer. The yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there, there are some nights where I'm like, Oh yeah, I did fucking serve tables and make money. <laughs> <laughs> And then you, for some reason in your pocket, there was that ranch. (laughs) (laughs) It all makes sense. That fucking ranch. (laughs) Um, So, you know, when you were younger, you had different dreams because it wasn't about being a server, baby. You need to get out of that uh, immediately. How you are a radio show host. Um, If anybody on this world didn't know, uh, about this, but he is a radio show house. How how did you fall in love and wanting to do this job? Because I completely understand when people are like, I want to be an actor. I want to do this. I want to do that. Radio is just one of those jobs that is entertainment based that I don't know how you fall into it. Uh, it's, uh, you know, and here's the thing. Who's to say, buddy, that I actually didn't want to be a waiter forever and become a bartender? Like when I saw when I saw a cocktail man. No. Oh, yeah, you know, no. Um, <laughs> you're right. Uh, that guy killed is. himself. <laughs> <laughs> like Tom Cruise found him on a boat. <laughs> um. But you're right. Falling into radio is weird, especially at the age that I was at, because when, by the time I was getting to college, you know, the first, not even the first, but one of the many, radio is dying. Because mm. here's Sirius and here's XM, because everybody forgets that there were two satellite channels that right. launched. And Sirius XM is a merger of Sirius and XM. So, you know, when I first started, there were, there was that two satellite channels and everybody was telling me radio is dying. And then I went to college and everybody was telling me radio is dying. It's going way of, of print news. And as print, I'll, oh, yeah, print but as is dead. Prince is dead, unfortunately. No, no, I said print is dead. I um, quoted Ghostbusters. Well, you know what? Egon's finally fucking right. Prince is dead. Holy Um, moly. Because, but it's not gone. It's just moved online. And, you know, radio radio always keeps shifting, but it's always going to be there is kind of my short form of fuck you all. Right. uh, Yeah, you do seem kind of, you do seem kind of like, were you attacked often about like, oh, this job ain't going to last, you idiot? Yeah, it was always met with, Oh, that's what you want to do? Like, there's so much better out there, but it always appealed to me because, and if you've heard me to say to tell this before, sorry, but you're going to hear it again. I grew up on Long Island, outside of New York City, so for me, it's a I'm right outside of the number one radio market, and Long Island itself has its own radio market that falls right. into that number one market as well by default of being so close to it and always competing so Mm -hmm. the talent is you know i had howard stern in the mornings but i had elvis duran as well before he was syndicated so i had i had localized elvis wow like you know like howard was syndicated show out of new york elvis was still just 
C100. Like, right. That's why it's so wild to me when that he's so syndicated now. And I'm like, so that's my competition is the guy I listen to in New York that still kind of does a localized New York show that works nationally because of whatever, you know? Yeah. That's weird that like, I mean, I get it for Howard because he gets all the big guests and stuff like that. But whenever I've heard this Elvis show, like it is literally just four people talking and doing some kind of crank call. Yeah. It's it's not something that seems like, you know, Oh, we got to broadcast this to fucking Indiana. Well, and here's the thing. It's always been that. (laughs) It was was always that. So they never broke their formula. He never (laughs) changed up the game. No. Well, I mean, he, he did the crank call the best. He was Mm -hmm. the best outside of Howard. I mean, but Howard's whole shtick is what he was anti-radio. You know, he was, he was FCC bad boy. He was crossing the lines. He was, to me, he is the greatest interviewer ever Mm -hmm. and if you even if you hate the guy just go listen to any interview who he's ever done sure it's gonna get crass at some point but the way he's able to guide the guests there with the guests just being a part of the show it's just a conversation and it's an intelligent conversation every time because it's well researched Mm -hmm. now do you think do you think it's howard actually doing the research is it someone bringing it to him like i don't know enough of his process to get it but like i mean you've seen his movie you've seen or read his books and stuff so i imagine you kind of know the process yeah he's got his producers but he does he he gets a lot from them but he also does his own like he'll he he wants to be over prepared his mm-hmm. thing is to always be overprepared. So even though like Gary Baba Booey, his producer has been there forever with him and he's got all the ones that, you know, have been there long or come and go, they do shit. But at the end of the day, he also is coming in with a wealth of knowledge. Right. So he'll use their stuff, but it's, it's, he's, he's the type of guy that's so driven as well. And, you know, not to suck, the D of Howard Stern. Cause it doesn't need to be sucked any harder than it has been throughout his career, but it's just kind of the way it is. Cause he, he really did like for someone who's young, you know, very, you know, picking up on things and hearing this guy and seeing the way that like my dad likes listening to him, but then also listening to Elvis and laughing with that and listening to the local morning, um, you know, WBAB rock station, classic rock station in the morning. Like it all was just a perfect storm into, I want to do that. Like that seems fun to entertain through this medium that everybody is, you know, has in their car. Right. And for me, like, you know, when I was younger, I was like, I want to be a pro wrestler and I needed to figure out how to get into pro wrestling. And honestly, it took longer than I expected outside of being like, oh, I have to travel here, travel there and stuff like that. And then it finally, you know, showed up in Virginia that I could go to school here in radio. It has to be a little bit easier than that. How did you find out? the direction you needed to go to become a radio personality. I got lucky with my high school because 
come my senior year, we actually had an FM radio station. KKTY Bayside? <laughs> kind of. WSHR, Sachem High School Radio. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, our school didn't have a radio thing. Like, when I saw it on Saved by the Bell, I was like, this is a crock of shit. No, it's a real thing, and my high school had it. Wow. It was really fucking cool because it was a class and we had an English teacher that kind of was the head of the class. Like he was the guy that sat there, but the person that actually runs the station, I am still really good friends with, still reach out to is, is still a mentor for mm -hmm. me Ooh, as I hit my stuff. Sorry. <laughs> um, but he used to be uh, a program director and all this stuff. Like he oversaw the local pop hit music station that I grew up listening to on Long Island and he was programming it at the time that I was listening to it. So it was like somebody that, Oh my God, I know this guy. I know his, but you know, like mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a connection here. This guy was uh, yeah, boom and he ran it. And I just kind of kept picking at him for a wealth of knowledge, asking him how to be better and expressing to him my desire to be in it. Mm-hmm time just helping him out around the station learning a little bit of everything getting to do i got to do some basketball games oh wow we would, yeah we would we would record the basketball and football we would record the games and then we'd have to go back like i mean because it's a fucking janky high school station man mm -hmm. like you know it, it's literally this guy doing everything he's running the engine he's up at the tower he's taking readings he's putting the music on, programming it. Like, he's keeping all of this afloat by himself. Wow. And that it's us students being like, we want to do this. So he has to be like, okay, we'll take this. Here's how you set it up, record it, come back, and we'll add it in, and then we'll play it. So, but that's still cool to, like, hear the game and you're at home. Clyde Frazier. Cause I'm sitting there and I'm like, a little razzle dazzle chicken bake down low. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're just ripping off. It's like a kid doing oh, yeah. backyard wrestling. Like you're just basically Randy Orton. <laughs> oh, 100%. I think at some point I was like, it's a slobber knocker out here. Oh and yeah. I'm pulling everything I know. Yeah. I'm right. pulling everything I know. And what's funny is that the reason why we're, have to actually go to a broadcast tonight <laughs> <laughs> so i'm on a football game tonight we'll go figure well look Don't at worry, that it won't be yeah it's full you, circle you, yeah it's full circle it's evolution it's the way like you were meant Randy to Orton? go now yes exactly um so you figure out the Randy. school <laughs> Randy. So you go through school learning about radio, then you move to college, and college has like broadcast stuff. You know what I mean? Um, how do you? How do you? It it has it has. I'm sorry. Ask your question. No, 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 no. Please, if you if you know, look, I'm just guessing how the fucking broadcast stuff works. Okay, pal. <laughs> I was gonna say college more, especially the college too. Um, a wider range in other aspects of what I could do mm -hmm. with a communications degree 
Right. And the theater stuff. The theater stuff really helped a lot with, in my opinion, radio, actually, a lot as well. Well, you're um, making a character. Yeah, yeah, because 100%, because being a morning show character or host, you know, it, it is a bit of a character. So mm -hmm. it's the improv thing, the creating something out of nothing. You know, here's a can, make it something. Right. Um, well, just, well, I just even those told you the lessons and shit. Well, I told you this the other day, like you told me about this bit that you were doing on your show and told me to listen. And I did. And when I heard you, like, I could tell not like you were faking it or anything like that. I could just tell this was the Nick Pearl morning show. Like, that's the character you were playing. And that's. Oh, yeah. And you're good at it. Like, you literally know your, like, role. And you shut your mouth now uh <laughs> you you literally do perform and that's what i'm saying like your performance is interesting from a morning show to the hunter's pod to mr wonderful's podcast like it is technically all three different characters that come out to play yeah it is it's it's because the mr wonderful show is kind of i don't want to say i don't want to say like serious but like it's 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 trying to be a little more of the hosty side. Mm -hmm. Hunter's podcast is just goofy balls to the wall. That's the Howard Stern side, man. That's the say what you want to fucking say. Well, it's also the you horror know. comedy aspect of you. Yeah, like when I look at that, I'm like, oh, this is this is him doing this. The Mister Wonderful show is his like kind of morning show. Like, yeah. not like radio show, but like a morning show, like a Good Morning America, but just strictly entertainment at the moment. Yeah. And, and, and I've started sliding in like those other random things where it's like, hey, November's here, some things to look forward to. You know, like I'm right. trying to, it's, it's finding a little format of like the opening is pretty much like the welcome. And then like the first 10 minutes is kind of a, what have been watching here's some reviews things like that non-spoiler of course and then it's here's some interesting shit that i've come across over the last week that you right. know you might be interested in like they're literally creating butter for fucking pop tarts for you to oh. put on your pop tarts like yeah exactly what no why no arby's has also teamed up to make a vodka that tastes like french fries Okay, sign me up. Fuck you. Know, like, <laughs> I'm into that. Like, you know, like that that type of weird shit. Like, here's some fucking But you're right, like a good Hello? Hello? Oh, you're back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not making like dramatizations of like the world. You're not the world news. No. And I think I, I, I now I'd like to kind of gravitate towards that. It, you know, we could talk about your history that's been said a billion times. And, you know, we probably will come back to that. Yeah, I got a internship like, with a local radio show. They got fired. I got started i went into sports i got laid off i went into more sports i got laid off 
<laughs> I became a producer, well, I, well, and, I well, and then I got a morning show. <laughs> bing, bada, boom. There it is in a nutshell. Okay, well, the black. where's the journey? We'll, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll come to that later down the line. Good, uh, good Sopranos reference. Um, but I, I, I do want to ask you because you know I feel like you went into radio. You've now started, you know, your own podcast, which you've been podcasting for years. Is there a difference between doing podcasts and radio that is, if you can give me one gratification of radio and one gratification of podcasting, what is also a negative in both of those? Oh my God, that is a loaded question. Thank you. Um, I'm going for the Howard Stern interview. Yeah, <laughs> you're digging deep right now. You're you're trying to dive into my things that I love about each one what are the things i hate about well, each one? um honestly, well, that's what i love about you you're awesome in <laughs> everything you do so if there's someone that i look up to in this atmosphere where we're talking into a mic you're my go-to oh that that means a lot because i feel like i'm just some guy that stupidly pursued a career and dumbly kept pursuing it when i had opportunities to make a lot more money in <laughs> a lot of different other fields. But just, yeah, but you know what? You know, Making a lot a lot more money then compared to doing what you love and possibly making a lot more money than you could have previously, that's a different ballgame, baby. Like you don't know where your career could go with yours. Oh yeah, that's true. And and you know, it could go right down the drain. But uh <laughs> you know, we'll right. cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> then I'll be patient exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Hear my Patreon exclusive oh, show on how, why radio will be God in ten. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so give me give me one of each that you really love, and then one of each that you think is a negative. I could take the cop out here and say the positive for both is the connection with the listeners and the fans of what you do, and the negative is the negativity you get from people within the community that either stop at what you create or just don't like you for whatever reason. Like you just, you mm -hmm. like you have that face to them. <laughs> so right. or that voice to them. So I could cop out well, with well, that. Okay. Really quickly. Uh, I will hit on that because of there was a time you told me, where this person emailed you and just belittled everything about you or mm -hmm. you like was negative. But here's where I think there's a difference is that the person who said that about you is they're having a rough day. It is what it is. It's a, it's a hardship on that person, but you are something that they come to listen to every day. I think what happens in podcasts, and this is just my personal belief the the way to be a podcaster is the easiest thing in the world. You find a utensil to record and then you talk. And it's up to you how successful you want that said podcast to go. There are people that do a cheap way of doing it. And then there are people who hard earn what they get. The cheap people 
are always going to fucking yell at the ones that work hard. It's determined on the people who work hard to keep it successful. And that's the difference. Well, and that's, that's a great point though, but it also, and and into why I'm like, is it kind of a cop out or a real thing? Because it's two different Mm -hmm. levels of hate. Like you're right. Anybody can just buy the equipment, do it. And all of us in radio, a lot of us in radio Pacific, as you said, I've been doing this for a long time. That's kind of the Wesleyan thing. Wesleyan, when I, when I went to that college out there, but you don't know which one, ha ha, there are many of them. But, um, when when I went to that school. For communications, that was one of the things I picked up on by the time I was graduating was, and, and it took radio a little while, but they're finally getting a station that's an iHeart radio station, or at this point now, um, oh, wow. o- 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 Odyssey. Yeah, I'm throwing the names out there. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Go for it. It's a yeah, podcast. It's a po- exactly. And <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do anything or say anything. I can talk to these other people. I can say what I But the truth is, is that when you listen to those stations now, and Zach, maybe you've heard this. When they get to the commercial, they or or even their sweepers in between songs, they're promoting you to go listen to a podcast on their website mm-hmm. because radio. Oh wow! Because the people in radio finally, I was recognizing, you know, over ten years ago, like when Kevin Smith first thing, dude, you were into podcasting and I was into podcasting. We were do like because you were doing shows. So we were doing podcasts before radio was embracing it. And even to the point when, when I was a producer, uh, back for the guy that I interned with, when I was doing the podcast, all the jocks were looking down on me, except for, except for the show I was producing. They were supportive, but, and not all the jocks, but a few of them, uh, ones that no longer work there. I'll say that, Mm -hmm. um, all of the ones that no longer work there. Jock wise. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were condescending as fuck about it. Pretend like with that whole, like, Oh, you think you have a. And I was like, no, I don't. I have a podcast. It's not a fucking radio show. Right. There is a difference. That's why the Mr. Wonderful show isn't done as a radio show. It's done totally different than a radio show would be done. Like right. 100%. Like it, I, I can do it like a radio show, but it would suck because that's not how podcasting is designed. It's not designed for that. It's not for that audience as well. Like it's not going to work. And then some of the higher ups were a little like, what you think that's going to impress us. But now all those higher ups are going to conferences that I'm at talking about how they embrace podcasting because of, they finally realized it's not radio. It's another way to communicate with your audience about the same right. things. And then in ra- in radio's sense, and maybe this one might get me in trouble, but fuck it. But in radio sense, but this is with everything, they can then sell it. So they if, right. if it's a localized show that's dealing with localized issues, they can sell it locally. If it's something, you know, like the show we did, dude, the Hunter's podcast show, if fucking I ever let them take control of that, that's something that like, because of the reach that it has, they could go, Oh, we could sell this to something a little bit bigger. We can reach out to something, you know, get like a ghost, like a good, like a ghost buy, like a, a company that sells shit. Like, like we can get real big market advertisers or people like that, or like the Home Depot and shit like that. 
Right. Well, it, it's that thing of like opening doors to other exactly. things. And, and like, from what you're saying, it's like in radio, pr perfect example, you're a host of a morning show and someone could love that show to end meet and wants to hear more from wonderful. So if that radio station's like, okay, well, if you want more wonderful, go listen to the Mr. Wonderful show. Exactly. And because of that, it, because it is a local person, maybe you do get a local mm -hmm. ad inside of it. It's because now that person wants to go meet Mr. Wonderful while he does fucking trivia night at blah, blah, exactly. blah. But, and that's how I've always looked at podcasting is like a different, everybody has a voice and everybody wants to connect in different ways in those venues. And that's exactly how I look at it as well. Um, and we, and again, I feel like you and I can just blabber for hours upon hours about this stuff, but I'm not going to do that to the listeners uh, this round. You're going to have to come back for that version. So I want to move on real quick for a couple of items. Okay. First one, movies. As you noticed, like Wonderful and I have been referencing movies all day and stuff like that. And that's where our connection as friends truly began besides wrestling is movies, quoting movies and stuff like that. Do you remember like what really got you into movies themselves story-wise or what was the one movie that just really hit you like Ghostbusters hit for me? Okay. It's probably Jaws because Jaws is the mm -hmm. one that I have. Like I talk about how I watched Beetlejuice a lot and, and to quote it to you, one of the neighbor kids, moms all the time, nice bleeping model. I like that now. I, I, right. I like that now. Just f bomb, f bomb, f bomb. I'm like now I'll now I'll mute myself. Yeah, you because of, because the, as a kid you were told not to do that. So like subconsciously, <laughs> yeah. that's where you're like, oh, mom's gonna fucking hate me if I say bleep. That's, that's actually a good point. That's a good point because I used to not bleep myself as a kid. It got me in trouble. Yep, because I'm like, you're oh just, shit, here comes the wooden spoon. <laughs> like, like i say it and i just hear the i hear the drop it and i'm like oh shit like it's like wait i'm the only one go. in my place how did the dogs do that they didn't do that <laughs> like, i said bleep mom i said bleep yeah. <laughs> um but uh, yeah so jaws jaws was it a theatrical experience was it like you watched it on home video and then went to the fucking beach uh, <laughs> no luckily <laughs> that was not the Luckily, I do not have any beach memory watching Joel, though it did mess my mind up. I finally did go to the beach, but no, I remember like just watching it consistently after it was home video VHS. But what was cool with growing up is my dad has always loved movies. So for me, like a lot of my memories are Sunday double features, Sunday double features. What movies are playing? Give the movie phone a call figure it out right time it out like uh i forgot what the other what the first movie was we saw but like twister was the second movie we saw one sunday but i can't remember wow. what the first movie was but i remember twister because twister was fucking awesome like <laughs> <laughs> like on the big screen dude Twister, awesome it's right sick. Like, right fuck off anybody that's like what what and like who hates the ride the ride was cool <laughs> oh my god uh, that fucking bill paxton always, yeah, what a gene holding <laughs> oh man r.i.p bill paxton 
Um, That's right. You know, inspired a great performance from me in your movie. Uh, <laughs> but aliens, yeah. But yeah, I remember like also Jaws like on the couch. I would pretend like the couch was the was the boat. So like my mom would wake up on like the morning and see me like doing that, like pretending that the fucking Bruce jumped up and hit the couch, and then I'm like sliding the pillow down. And she's like, my kid is a mess. My kid wants to be Quint. Who wants to be Quint? Everybody wanted to be Brody. Brody's got the hero's journey. And I'm like, fucking rule. Quint goes out like a badass, baby. He's like, I am never putting a life back. Fucker didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't. This was this was his mission to end end this fucker. Or him end him. Yeah. And it ended him, but he was a badass. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, do you think he was a badass? Because the way he was yelling when he was getting bit was well, something I mean, fierce. Here, so let's be real here. If you're getting bit by <laughs> a, if you got a thousand pounds pressing down on you, you know, I'm going to give that away. You know, he could have that moment. That's fine. I, I think everybody would have that. Hold on, now I just want a supercut of this. <laughs> I want a supercut of him in the office being like, I'll 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 get him for this much. Uh the fin, the teeth, the whole damn thing. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, Jaws, you love him. He's your hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Bruce, that guy, that guy. You know, him, him. Uh. Okay, so um from there you fall in love with movies and then like as a child and you can invoke teen in this as well into adult i guess how many times do you think you went to a movie in theater oh, fuck. like did you go constantly did you yeah we again like even if it wasn't a sunday double feature gimmick mm-hmm Oh, excuse me. There was always something that the uh, IPA <laughs> caused. <laughs> it's finally yeah, hit it. it. Woo! Um, <laughs> I'm going to be Howard Cassell tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> we have some high school football playoff action this evening between the Broadway Goblins and Connor oh Ashby. I would really love a Broadway football team now. Um, fuck, what was your question? Okay, going to the movies a lot. Going to the movies a lot. Um, yeah, because, again, my dad really, my my dad loved going to the movies, so we always would go see something. Uh, birthdays, always go see a movie. Like, I dragged him to see Nutty Professor to the clums. I dragged him to see Buffy mm. the Vampire Slayer of the movie. Nice. I dragged them to see mom and dad save the world on my birthday. Like, okay. you know, like just the name, some of the classics that I went to. Oh about. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, absolutely. The year I could have picked the replacements. I picked nutty professor oh. too. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I saw both of them in theater. I never so got, I'm not hating. I never got to see the replacements, unfortunately. So it, uh, I got to well, see it eventually, but not in theater. You know what? You'll just have to come down here and we'll just watch it on the projector. Oh, yeah. Movie night. That'll be fun. By the fire. Um, oh, yeah. First, I was afraid. I was petrified. <laughs> <laughs> first, I was afraid. Shit, I was petrified. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Orlando Jones doesn't get a lot of love. No, he does not. He was he was great in his time. And he had a good uh, like he was like literally for three years the best part of the 90s. He was. Make seven up yours. Oh yeah, he did do the seven yeah, up commercials. He was the seven up yours guy. He was, and you know what? I can say whatever I want to. He was great in evolution. He was. He was. Evolution yeah. is just a really weird, awkward, off-balance film. Sorry, Mark. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, it's a Ghostbuster film. Yeah, in, a, in a way. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, in a, way. Just a lot of toilet humor, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bro, it sounds like you... It sounds like you go to the movies a lot yeah, as a child. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, and, here we go. What was it? I got three questions. Okay. I got three Wait questions. One. Favorite movie experience. Favorite snack. Have you ever walked out of a movie? Jurassic Park favorite movie experience because when I mm-hmm. when we went to go see that opening weekend um or opening night actually uh and that was the first movie I got to see in theaters twice. Um mm-hmm. but the opening night they had the billboard like the setup of the Jurassic Park entrance. So that was Ooh. what they had in front of the doors. So they opened Oh, that. that's Yeah. So that Dude. yeah. Can we talk about that? Yes. Can we talk about like <laughs> old school fucking movies really going out of their way to make them events? Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. These Marvel films are these big blockbusters on like the opening night and shit. Well, at least pre-pandemic, yeah. post-pandemic. Well, you know, they'll get back there eventually. <laughs> We're going to have like themed sanitizers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Like, we'll get, the Ant-Man and the we'll Wasp sanitizer. Hand- Dude, I was about to say, give me the Hank Pym sanitizer. Oh my god, I love that we both go with the same movie. Because I know that's I know where that where that where those films lie in your and you love too. And where they lie yeah, in mine. So yeah. the fact that we both came to that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. on brand for me. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Well, see, I got that fucking theme park mindset. Like, I'm in a land. I know what. I know which movie's going to be themed for what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, back in like the day, theaters did that. I remember Batman '89 coming out. I was at Lynn Haven Mall. Yep. Uh, and like, there Where's was that? a. Oh, it, it's a far away. But it's next to Wesleyan. Um, Is that Neverland? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But I just remember, like, inside the mall, they had, like, this kiosk, and the kiosk had all these Batman toys for the movie. I I got my plush doll, whatever, and then the theater was actually outside. The AMC was outside the mall, went there, got our tickets, and when we're going inside the theater itself – Around it is this big thing that made it look like a bat cave entrance. That's cool. And I was like, this is fantastic. And I remember that. I, I don't remember what it was exactly, but I remember Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, had some kind of entrance thing as well. And they were giving out like pins as the communicators that you could just take. That's really badass. Because yeah, because like I do, I do remember them just going out like Titanic. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was like an all-out setup for Titanic opening weekend, right. and that was wild as well. Because that one, I remember. Holy fuck, do I remember being at the old United Artists Theater? Oh, yeah, 
back in the day kids that are hanging out mm-hmm. in the speakeasy because everybody's allowed in the speakeasy. That's the point of the speakeasy. <laughs> well, not everybody. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> not, if you don't know the password, which is Fidelio, <laughs> you're not getting it. <laughs> What's perfect is I think that even, I think that we said that at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, but yeah. That, now I need a real speakeasy. Yeah. <laughs> But this was back in the day where when you were waiting in line, like outside in December, fucking wrapped around the corner of the building because you couldn't yeah. pre-buy your tickets as well. So you were waiting and oh. praying that the fucking film didn't sell out. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's why they came up with Blockbuster, because you're around the block. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah, by the time you actually get around to seeing that fucking movie from how much you've sold out, <laughs> hey, you are renting the two VHSs. <laughs> could you imagine, could you imagine back in the day of just like a theater that has what, two to four screens at max? Oh my gosh. And then like, and then like being told no more showings tonight. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. I can't do this. <laughs> I feel for Take those it. theaters. Although a dream of mine would be to own a theater like that, but I don't, I wouldn't. Like, you know how, like, I always, um, inside uh, baseball, for all of you people listening, uh, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, I, I sent you, Zach, like, that one photo when I Chincoteague of the old Island Goose Theater, like, that old school theater that clearly has two screens. Yeah. But, like, yeah. just that old school nostalgic, like, it reminds me of Matinee, the John Goodman movie. Um, right, <laughs> you know, right. like, you want to know, you want to know how movie cuts go like there that should explain to you my movie knowledge man and i saw matinee in theaters at a theater like that which made it even fucking scarier to me because i was that young you gotta remember (laughs) when that movie came out it's fucking all about like oh we're gonna die because of the cuban missile crisis yeah and then like oh this guy's pulling tricks on people in a movie theater causing fucking panic and destruction and i'm sitting in the fucking in the balcony seating watching this movie Mm -hmm. And I'm like, nah, right. motherfucker, nah. Like, fuck you, John Goodman. <laughs> fuck you, Roseanne's husband. Like, <laughs> yeah, that movie gave me a no, little PTSD as a kid. Like, that's one of those weird, like, what fucked you up as a kid that shouldn't fuck you up as a kid moments. Really? Wow. That's awesome. Because, like, I do feel like I do have those movies. I don't think it's, like, matinee. Like, I think of things like... <laughs> yeah, like a funny Arachnophobia. Movie. Oh. Yeah, I think of things like arachnophobia. I think of Hellraiser. My man's over here. Like, this comedy. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking satire about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Next thing he's going to tell us, Doctor Strange was the scariest fucking movie ever. <laughs> you know what I... What movie really broke me as a kid? Cocoon. Couldn't trust the old person ever since yeah, i thought they were all weird. aliens <laughs> it is weird steve gutenberg's weird uh <laughs> i never looked at an indoor pool the same again <laughs> oh my god no but to kind of hit back of what you just said i think that's always been a secret like want of me as well is like i remember i want to say it was like 2004 five i went to georgia um and like i i wanted to go see a movie and there was this movie theater and it was two screens and like 
you walked in the middle was the concession stand what? and then like you could choose two doors and you go through that door and it it was a pretty like you know it's just the basic of a theater and like I really wish I could own one of those. Of course, I want to give it better sound. I want the screen to look good. I want the correct camera. But like, there's something about an old school theater that's nice. Like, we have uh, old school theater, the narrow, but like, I love you that. know, I, I do too. And like, with the correct movie, I would go there. But it is just something nostalgic that I truly would love to be a part of. Yeah. Same because like, and again, it doesn't have to be a place where like, yeah, sure. Maybe I'll show like new movies, but I really want it to be like that. Like if I ended up staying where I live now, I would love a place like, like that because I feel like it gives me a chance to share a love of film where you can show classics. You can show, you know, weird comedies like, I know you're going to laugh at this, but fuck it. It would be like, tell me you would not want to come out to this night. Do a fucking early day, like Adam Sandler marathon. Where it's like, right. come in and for fucking 10 bucks, man, hang out. And we're going to show Billy Madison, happy Gilmore, fucking Waterboy, Like, you know, right. Or, or not Waterboy right. right away because, you know, two back to back sports movies or something, but like bulletproof, like, go <laughs> fucking out there and like be weird. Be like bulletproof is going to be the third one we show. Do airhead. Yeah, do airhead. Fucking like, but you get what I'm saying. Like the yeah. early day, like the early day Sandler shit, everybody's gonna come out for that. Like I would, I would I would really love to see something like that. Like a theater just like, yeah, we'll show the new stuff Monday through Saturday, and then Sunday, I'm just going balls to the wall in the afternoon. Yeah. You can see the new movies at night, but from like 11 a.m. on, I'm doing this. And that goes the head with like, guess what? On Saturdays at midnight, we're going to show this movie. And thank you, because that was the other big thing, is like, what what really what really grinds my gears at times is, I'm, mm-hmm. I love the idea of the Grindhouse double feature, or the Midnight Spooktacular, or, or something like that. And I, right. you know, like these change places, these chain theaters are great. You know, I love them. I'm not going to hate. Them. Oh yeah. But I love my cinema. Yeah. But, but the idea of a local run place where I can be like, it's almost Halloween. We're going to show fucking John Carpenter's Halloween one. And then we're really going to throw you for a curve and show Halloween three. Like fuck right. it, we're going to do the anthology thing. Right, 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 right. You know, like, or, or like fucking finally I can have my Tom Atkins marriage. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Atkins night. Yeah. Oh God. Friday, October 13th. We're going to watch four. We're going to watch Night of the Creeps. We're going to watch Halloween 3. And we're going to have we're a gonna watch Maniac Cop. And we're going to have a Tom Atkins costume contest. Come in your best Oh, fucking trench coat. (laughs) If it's not you making out with some broad, I don't want to be a part of it. If you're not a five year old guy making out with a 22 year old woman, don't come to this event. Tom Atkinson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wonderful theater. (laughs) Thrill me. Uh, Thrill me theater. Um, 
So this is wild because we've gone an hour. We pretty much we've done what I want to do for the show, but I have so well, I many didn't more question there. I didn't even answer. No, and, <laughs> no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. What's the what's the so Jurassic Park? What's your favorite snack? Snack. I will say, as much as I love popcorn, the ultimate to me is nachos at a movie. I love okay. nachos at a movie theater. I don't know why. I think it's the fake cheese shit. No, I get that. I mean, nachos are good. I mean, I'm popcorn die by breath there, but like nachos is a really good uh, bring on, especially uh, with jalapeno. Oh, don't get me. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think the last time I got nachos, I was at an AMC. And the last time I was at an oh. AMC, I lived down by you. So that's how long it's been. Because I'm going to pop. Like to me, popcorn is like, it's just the ultimate that you said that you asked me what's the best. And to me, the best is nachos, but like you just always go popcorn because it's the classic. I, I'll go honest here, too. If there's two of you, one of you holds the nachos, one of you holds the popcorn and going back and forth, there ain't a better combo. I'm going to have to do that now. <laughs> You're going to have to do it. I mean, you you have a person I that you can do it with. Do that with. <laughs> she does like nachos. <laughs> Okay, you, I'm telling you, and you can't eat like one and then eat the other. You have to go back and forth. Trust me, you're gonna you're gonna love it. Um, then what movie have you walked out of? Um, okay, that is, I don't think I ever walked out of a movie theater on a movie. Mm -hmm. I do not recall that, but the only movie that I never finished, mm -hmm. I rented it. I was so excited. I actually really wanted to see it in theater was one that my dad was like, I'm not going to know what else would go with me. Okay. And it was a Marlon Wayans movie. Oh. Dungeons and Dragons. Ah. Still never yeah. finished. Yeah. Once, once, once. What a yeah, once, once he got, I went, fuck you, I'm out. No, thank you. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I remember that preview. That movie looked fucking atrocious. <laughs> God bless you for trying. I, I really um, wanted to, I really wanted to go see only movie that we circled to that I'm like, I am so <laughs> fucking happy everybody said no. <laughs> I spent, you know, and video rentals back then were not cheap, dude. Like they were like yeah. four fucking ninety-nine for that. Yeah, it was for I mean, it's wild to me when I look at like <laughs> Red Box or anything like that. <laughs> Well, they're like that now, they're like digitally. And I'm like, wait a second. You're telling me you're going to be as much, if not more expensive when like I had to physically get my ass up and go to a video store. Get out of here, pal. Yeah. I'm going to a red box. Oh yeah. 100%. Um, I'm the same way with that shit. Yeah. I've walked out of two movies. One was Alfie with Jude Law. Fucking hated that movie. Like, I watched a half hour, walked out, walked into The Incredibles, and felt like I made a good life choice. Yeah, you, you saw a great Fantastic uh, Four film. There it is. Uh, and then the other one, and this was already pre-scheduled to leave, and I was super excited about it. You'll dig this. Um, it was The Hobbit, and the IMAX of Hobbit was showing the first seven or nine minutes of Star Trek in the darkness. I think I know this. So... <laughs> So I watched it and stood up and said, enjoy your little dwarf movie and walked out. <laughs> and like the wild part is 
four other people did that with me. That's fucking great. <laughs> and then I went to go see that. I forget the name somebody of it, had but... the balls to do it. I'm following. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, then I, Tiffany, like, I love you, but I'm following the strange man. He's right. That's <laughs> right. I don't want to see this. Oh my god. <laughs> then I went to the box office and got ticket to I forget what it was called, but it was the Alfred Hitchcock movie that um the What if you inadvertently broke up a fucking couple that night? <laughs> Well, what if he like sat next to me and was like, no, you were right. You were right. Sorry, I'm an IPA deep. And... Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm glad you're going to question this all oh, night. Yeah. Um, You'll be in the middle of the day so... and be like, did he break up a wedding proposal in the near future? Like, I love that you're just going to Google it. The couple that was broken up over the Hobbit in the darkness. Just Google that. You'll see. Star Trek <laughs> Hobbit breakup. <laughs> I love it. Um, so wonderful. I'm going to have to get you on uh, a lot sooner than later yeah. because I enjoyed this conversation and there's still plenty of things I want to talk to you about. Yeah. But before before we go, please plug whatever you want to plug. Uh, let's plug the fact that you can still listen to the season finale of our show, Zach and myself, and lovely, talented Brooke. That's that's her. That's her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you can go listen to that on all streaming platforms. Back on the Apple as well, we resolve issue with them so we're back to, we're back to five star reviews <laughs> did you miss us to quote a, trailer? <laughs> a trailer that fucking all i heard was that line it, went... <laughs> <laughs> it was so good so good why am i not just went on the face for <laughs> i didn't know my nipples could be wet <laughs> that's a very interesting uh place to get yeah, wet let from me just say bill murray he makes me milk um <laughs> hey i have nipples you know i can be milked listen uh so yeah you can go listen to haunters podcast on all streaming platforms you can listen to the mr wonderful show on all streaming and if you live in the continental united states and i believe even in canada uh, maybe even in uh, uh, love you down there in Mexico. Mwah. Love you, Canada, eh? Uh, but you can listen q101online.com 6 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. I'm on radio. It's compelling. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're so compelled, you can follow me on underscore radio at I wonderful 13 <laughs> this is why you work on two forums of fucking microphone jobs god yeah, damn you're good I, uh, it's my <sighs> sense my norm mcdonald style no it's just nick wonderful uh just nick wonderful on instagram <laughs> <laughs> yeah go find them all right, that's the end of this butcherness. Oh god damn it. All right. So uh the lowest rated for... episode ever. 
<laughs> well, thank God you're number three. Yeah. So Went from a five star right. show to a fucking two star show. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't stop saying the f bomb. He did not stop. Um, so yeah, that, <laughs> thanks for uh, hanging out with us at the Zach Speakeasy. My glass is empty. I highly enjoyed the Star Hill Brewery Ramble on Juicy IPA. So if you want to, you know, if you can find them in your local whatever beer shop you're in, go for it. I say drink it. Um, follow us on Instagram, Zach Speakeasy. We're on Untapped. Zach Speakeasy. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) see you next time at the Speakeasy. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. And please remember to always drink responsibly.